Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wealth Conversation podcast with me, Tsitsi Mutiti. I guide high-achieving women on their journey to build lasting wealth so they can prepare for an abundant future in every area of their life. I hope that today's episode will help you to transform your relationship with money so you can make the choices that will enable you to create the opportunities and lasting wealth that you desire. Let's get straight into this week's episode. I recently had the honor of being a guest on the Think, Create, Initiate podcast hosted by the phenomenal Grace Nelson and Charlotte Barrett. Grace and Charlotte have made it their mission to support women to create additional streams of income whilst in a J-O-B. In this episode, I share my definition of wealth, how I developed my signature method, the Choices Blueprint, as well as why I believe it is important to acknowledge our past so we can have a healthier relationship with money. Excellent, excellent. So I am excited to be here in the space with another podcast episode. And just to let those of you that are listening now, we do actually uh, stream this live into our Facebook group membership as well, so that all the ladies there uh, have a chance to indulge in this conversation. And the monthly theme within the membership at the moment is all about wealth what it means to be wealthy. So I am very excited to be joined by the fabulous Sitsi Mutiti, who is a wealth coach, and she is the founder of the the Wealth Conversation. So that's her part, it all feeds into uh, her blueprint method, um, but it's also the very premise to which she's able to actually have this fantastic coaching business as well. So I'm not going to give away too much because obviously that's what you know we've got our guests here for. So without further ado, welcome, Sitsi. How are you? I'm great, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. It's so weird being the guest. <laughs> yes, yeah. It must be, yes. I'm so yeah. I was about to welcome you because I'm so used to welcoming people onto my podcast. But yeah, no, it's great to be on the other side. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Love it. So we will have people on the live as well. So I'm just going to just double check something. Oh, yes, there we are. We've got Nadine live with us. Thank you. Thank you for saying this. Hello, Nadine. Brilliant. Well, let's kickstart. I know uh, those listening, those watching and those catching on the replay are itching to get stuck into this (laughs) juicy conversation. So... Sitsi, it would be brilliant if you could just start with with just introducing yourself and just sharing what exactly it is that you do. Okay, so as Grace has mentioned, my name is Sitsi Mutiti. I wear several hats, including being a wealth manager. So I work in the City of London and manage money for individuals. I'm also a wealth coach. I started my wealth coaching business uh, a couple of years back. And it was my way of trying to bridge the gap between the ultra high net worth people that I serve um, in my nine to five and those who uh, were like me, you know, who are trying to make, create wealth, build wealth and and protect their wealth as well. But I'm also a mother. uh, Mm -hmm. And when I got into the financial services sector, I got in as a single mother and I started right at the bottom. I was an administrator and I worked my way up. 
but yes, I've always wanted more out of life <laughs> and always yes. felt I could do more. This is why I'm now working in a nine to five and running my own business. And I'm really passionate about just getting people to understand what one true wealth is mm -hmm. and also just really getting to the bottom of how they can create the lifestyle that they want, but also building generational wealth. I think it's really, really important, especially in certain communities around the globe. You know, the whole generational wealth piece is not discussed as much as it is in other communities. And that's part of the reason why I called my business The Wealth Conversation. It's really about us getting comfortable talking about wealth yes. in all its aspects and passing on that knowledge to others who might not know as much as we do, but more importantly, the next generation, because they're going to be the custodians of what we are building mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. What a powerful intro. Thank you so much, Sitsi, for that. And I think you have a beautiful mission, you know, in terms of creating, building and protecting wealth, like you said mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And wealth, the subject, the topic, the theme is something that's not, is rarely discussed, I must say, um, you know, as you said, in certain communities, um, you know, which, you know, the black community uh, to which we're yeah. in, uh, more importantly. And, you know, I think... Um, well, the whole thing about money and, you know, what that means as well, you know, it, it's kind of those that want to to do more, be more and have more, um, but might come from disadvantaged backgrounds, might think that they, they're limited, they're restricted in yeah. what they do. And, you know, seeing other people out there who they deem as wealthy, they might feel that that's so far out of reach for them. So it's good to have, you know, relatable people like yourselves um, as a mentor to show people that you can, you can. Yeah, it's so true, Grace. And I, I mean, I, I was one of those people and I have that sometimes come into my mind when I'm mm -hmm. getting to an, another level, you know, I've, I've been through it where I'm trying to save. And I remember the first time I tried saving money after getting out of debt and I was like, oh, I've got 500 pounds and it just disappeared all of a sudden. And it yes. took me ages to build myself up to that and I didn't understand what was causing all this like you know now I've got it now I don't and, and now it's so mm -hmm. difficult to get back to square one and it was the fact that I, I didn't understand how to how this whole money thing worked but I also felt that having money wasn't something that someone like me should mm -hmm. have like it yeah. wasn't part of yes. my story so I was actually repelling money without yes. even realizing it you know, and, and now it's funny, I was talking to a friend of mine and I was saying how I had saved so much money and put it towards my deposit. I bought a house at the end of 2020. Um, and wife, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So my husband and I were saving together, but I was always saving on my own. So we, mm -hmm. we had to move quickly, put the money um, to, uh, you know, put my savings into the deposit. And I thought, how am I going to build this up again? Mm -hmm. And I yes. tell you, in less than 12 months, I had that money back and more. Yes. Well, just look at from, that. Yes. I didn't do anything significant. I just, you know, I had a formula in place and I just, I just get yeah, stuck yeah. into it. Yeah. I guess it definitely begins with a switch because sometimes yeah. when we look at our external reality and we see maybe family members or friends who are yeah. at a certain um, financial position, we kind of feel maybe that's, you know, that's our limit. But, um, yeah. you know, like you said, once you've reached that new next level, you can yeah. keep on reaching it again and surpassing yeah. that. Yeah. And actually to get to the next level, you just have to keep doing 
what you've been doing. Like it's mm -hmm. really about the foundation. If you've got a solid foundation, it's um, it's 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 easy. Yes, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Or should I say it's doable? <laughs> doable, yes, yeah, yes, doable. Like that. Yes, and uh, yeah, we've got a comment. Agreed. Generational wealth is so important. So yeah. please do drop your questions. You know, so I can ask the guru here, the expert. You know, we've <laughs> got here for the next uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. So it's going to be a good one. So Sitsi, talk to us about the the biggest breakthrough that you've had in your business so far. You know what? I have to say, it's actually got nothing to do with money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, when it comes to running a business, you know, there are all these moving parts. And, you know, as a solopreneur, it's you you wear all these different hats. So mm -hmm. I guess I'll give you two because I think they, they talk about different things. So the first one is having a podcast, right? I struggled for a long time to be visible. Again, I've got these things going on in my head telling me that, you know, oh, everything needs to be perfect. So it was taking me so long to like, put a post out on Instagram or whatever. Um, but then I had to, I thought, let me think, what is the easiest thing for me to do? And I love talking, like I can talk for days. <laughs> so then I thought, okay, podcast. So, and you know, I've got 35 episodes out already and I only started the oh, podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. I only started it in July. So I think being more confident about being out there and actually putting out the wealth conversations that I'm having mm -hmm. with people because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that was the other thing that I was struggling with. I'm having all these amazing conversations with people. I'm learning from people as well about wealth, their wealth stories, what they're doing. Um, but I wasn't able to share, share that with people. So that is, I think the really biggest uh, breakthrough. But then the other one I wanted to say was actually getting an accountant to help me with the money for my business. Yes. yes. That was, you know, and it's all part of the delegation piece, is it? But I mean, you know, my my knowledge about money is is quite is higher than a lot of people. But when it comes to really dealing with it in terms of your personal finances and business, I, I right from the beginning I said I'm gonna separate the two. And mm -hmm. um yes. It was the, it then made it so easy for me to know like what is my running what are my running costs for this business so I know that every month I have to be able to make X whereas you know a few months before I was kind of struggling with you know just pumping money into the business and not really knowing where it was going. Yeah, I think it's so important. I mean, a, a, an accountant has definitely um, been a lifesaver for mine and Charlotte's business just to know yeah. what's coming in, what's going out. Um, and to make sure, you know, we're in profit. That's what business is all about. We all yeah. want to be in profit. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, and also someone to say, why Why are you doing this? Like, because if you're <laughs> answerable to yourself. <laughs> it's true. We could always make it easy to go easy on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that. And I would definitely recommend if you're listening, go check out uh, Sitsi's podcast, The Wealth Conversation. It's a brilliant listen. Um, so make sure that you do subscribe, like, and share as well when you join. So Sitsi, we do have questions here, but I want to ask one important question before okay. we, we dive in. So wealth, I would love to hear your personal definition of wealth and what it means to be wealthy. Yeah. So my personal definition of wealth is really about having all aspects of my life in alignment. So my physical, mental, spiritual, social, and financial well-being. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really important to take the holistic view 
because for a long time I was really focusing on the money side, right? Like just yes, money. Yes. But, you know, without, you know, you can have all the money in the world. And I work with people who've got a lot of money. Um, but if you're not well, you won't be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And if if you're, you're, if you're not mentally resilient, you know, you mm -hmm. won't be able to, for instance, if you're investing, you know, you won't be able to navigate the dips in the market. Or if you're running a business, you won't be able to navigate those those slow times in the business. So I think it's really about making sure all those five areas of my life are in alignment so that I can create the lifestyle that I desire on my terms and, and mm -hmm. no one else's. Yeah. And then that way I can then create true, true wealth in, in all the sense, all the senses and, um, you know, pass that on to my daughter who is the next generation for me. Yeah. And, Wealth and I think when all those areas are in alignment, you can really create a solid foundation where you know the next generation and the following generation can just build upon upon that. Yeah, I love that. It's a powerful definition. And I definitely agree. I love the holistic approach because you know, before I started this entrepreneurial journey, a bit like yourself, um, when I thought of wealth, I just thought about money, you know, everything yeah. was focused on money. But then, you know just zooming out uh, uh, um, alongside of that it's a feeling when you when you're wealthy it's a feeling it's quite emotional so you want to it feel is. that fulfillment mm -hmm. that uh, abundance and it's not just the money that will bring you that so that's why yeah. those other areas that you touched upon are so important so yeah thank you for sharing um so now let's dive into the questions that have been posted do you okay. think it's best to build up a freedom fund first say to cover six months expenses before investing or do both well this is a question that I get asked all the time <laughs> I bet um, and really it depends on your circumstances you know I think if and and your circumstances and how you've dealt with money before right mm. for some people they can do the two together because you know it's it comes down to discipline to be able to do that but generally the rule of thumb is build build your freedom fund first right because you want to have something as a as a buffer that you can fall on or or take money from if things go wrong so that if your investment is going down you're not selling out of your investments at the wrong time um yeah so it really depends on everyone's situation but I would say if I was pushed to give one answer definitely build your freedom fund first the problem that people have is they don't know how much to how when when to stop like how much do I actually need yes, you know? yes. and that that's where the answer is if you know how much what you're aiming for then you know that when I reach x amount so let's say if it's five thousand when you reach five thousand then you can the rest can now go to investing or whatever or investing in your business yeah and I agree it is quite um, a subjective thing because freedom for one person is going to look very different to somebody else for example yeah. freedom for somebody could be just you know 2,000 even 1,500 a month yeah. and that yeah. could you know cover all of the expenses and really keep them um, you know living in luxe mode as it were uh, yeah. going forward so I, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that so this is another brilliant question so do you notice that with the clients who improve their relationship with money, do you notice if they continue to maybe attract uh, situations like a partner, family, et cetera, needing financial help instead? 
So as they're improving their side, they're attracting uh, maybe people that kind of are, um, what's the word, uh, leaning on them or relying leaning. on them. Yeah, um, yeah great question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a situation mind. that yeah a lot of people find themselves in and um again it's it depends on you know the type of community you you're in. i guess you know i could say generalizing it you know in the black community you'd probably find that that's quite common mm -hmm. and it boils down to that generational wealth piece we haven't um been able to create that solid generational wealth that, you know, people can um, benefit from, you know, and people in different parts of the family can benefit from. For example, you know, some people set up trusts, which then support decades and decades of family members, you know, along, you know, for, for, for centuries. Um, and a lot of us don't have that in our family. So it's... Um, I'm trying not to create, to say something that's going to make people feel like, so I don't want to make money because then yeah. I'm going to have people, because, you know, these are one of the block. this is a block that actually comes up a lot of times when I'm coaching people that mm -hmm. there is this fear that if I make money, people are just going to be coming to me for, for money. So the way I deal with it, and it's something I went through myself, is just deciding how far do I want to support people if that is what you want to do? And then making it clear that this is as far as I can go. And also, you know, if you can't support them, then you can't. What I say now is, you know, for me to be able to give to you, I need to be giving from, you know, a cup that's overflowing. I can't yes. give from an empty yes. cup. Yes. So yes. if I can't feed myself, it goes back to my definition of wealth. So if I'm not healthy, if I'm stressed, if I can't, if I'm not around the right people, etc., mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how am I supposed to support you? Because it's all taking out from me. So I would always say, make sure, look after number one, because yeah. if it becomes a situation where you can't look after yourself, then a lot of people will end up losing out. Yes, I totally agree. I love that response. And I think it's just a question of setting personal boundaries, to be honest. Definitely. Um, you know, because... I've been in that situation, like yourself, where um, family members have, you know, become wholly reliant on the income that mm. I'm, I'm earning. And, you know, if when it becomes a continual thing, it can kind of drain you energetically. Yeah. Um, it and it's, it's also a question of, you know, if they're having financial struggles, it's reaching out to them. You know, not sometimes by you giving them money is probably the fuel for something much more worse. So maybe sitting down and kind of, looking yeah. at their, their finances if they're willing and open yeah um, yeah exactly it's about the conversation again yes you yes. know it's about having a conversation and understanding you know I have had conversations with very close family members where you know I've had to say to them I, I can't keep doing this mm -hmm. because my dreams are I want this for myself but I keep I can't get there because I'm always giving 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 yes, but at the yeah. same time I'm a giver so you know the moment something happens I'm like what what do you need oh I'm gonna yeah, do it yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's so easy like what send me your bank details <laughs> so I've also had to teach myself to be like no you need yeah. to stop because sometimes when we help somebody mm -hmm. we're actually blocking the the lesson and we're mm -hmm. blocking the, the you know yeah the lesson that is there for them um and the experience that they need to go through so they can yeah. break through that cycle yes that's know. exactly it that's exactly yeah. it 
So yes. I would definitely say have those conversations. And you they're uncomfortable conversations. They are uncomfortable. But the thing is, after the conversation and when the person has gone past that stage, you know, they will be able to flourish. And it's the most amazing. That is the most amazing thing you can give them. Yes. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That is, yeah. That is the true gift, not the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a comment here. Yes. Wish more of the community will focus on generational wealth and working together. You know, as we do see, there's a bit of a divide or, um, you know, disconnect in some communities where, um, they want to, um, you know, they want to go ahead and not really yeah. help others. So, yeah, I think yeah. Um, that's something, again, within the wealth conversation is something I guess is continually addressed. Yeah, yeah. And I think the one thing, the, the biggest thing is fear. You know, that question about when when your wealth expands, do you find that more people are coming to you? There's this fear. People assume that that's what's going to happen. Mm. Um, but actually, you know, what about, you know, if you don't expand your wealth in, in all aspects, you know, and if you don't focus on creating generational wealth and, and being that multimillionaire that you really want to be deep down, think about the number of people who aren't your family who will miss yeah. out on a role model and miss out on the thing that a lot of us have been craving, which is being able to say, I can be like that person because they look yeah. like me. Yes. Look at what they've done. Look at their story. So we, by holding ourselves back, we are taking away from so many other people. Yes. I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, you're, you're almost doing yourself a disservice and the wider yeah. community a disservice exactly. by not going forward. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So since you've got a blueprint framework, I believe it's called Choices. Yes, the Choices yes. Blueprint. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> So I would love for you just to share a bit more as to what Choices actually stands for and kind of what what the framework actually walks you through as well. Sure. Yeah. So it's actually seven steps. And initially I was using it for my one-to-one -one coaching clients, but um, we'll talk about how I use it later mm -hmm. on, hopefully. And I came up with the word Choices because each letter stands for a step. So the first C is about clarity, you know, and that's the first step. So getting clear on where you are now and where you want to be. Because I believe that if you're not honest with yourself about your current situation, it will be difficult to map out, you know, what you need to do to get to your mm -hmm. goal, you know, goal number one, goal number two. And a lot of the time people are looking at goal number 10 and wanting to go straight there without realizing that you have to take those small steps. and. Yes. You don't know, you won't know which step to take if you're not clear on where you're starting from. So that's that's um, the first step. The second mm -hmm. step is represented by H, which is habits and money mm -hmm. mindset. You know, one of the key things is to understand yourself. What are the habits? What are the triggers? What are the stories that you have about money? You know, for example, that question about expanding your wealth is, yes. you know, do you have this inner fear that, people will be coming to you for money if you have more money you know so mm -hmm. what are all those things identifying them and then the third step is overcoming which is oh overcoming those beliefs and focusing on on the reality as opposed to your interpretation of reality so we've done cho the next one mm -hmm. is i which is <laughs> identifying your values and your wealth intentions which mm -hmm. is really important because i for me, I'll talk about my personal story. You know, I was just kind of 
going through life and you know it was all about yeah i need to get a job i, I need to be working i need to pay bills mm -hmm. and for and not really clear on what is it that i really want for myself in terms of my wealth intentions and what is it that i value uh, and one of the things that i value is being able to give to others um yes. you know so identifying those is really important because then whatever your actions are going forward should be in alignment with those values and the wealth intentions. And then we go to um, the second C, which is now commit, commit to all everything that you've done in from clarity habits, um, overcoming limiting beliefs and mm -hmm. identifying commit to the plan. And then E is for evaluate, which is about evaluating um, your financial circumstances. And that's when mm -hmm. we look at the figures and the money. Um, yes. And then the last step is secure, securing um, your financial future. And that comes talks about um, things like looking at your insurance. Do you have enough insurance? Do you have insurance mm -hmm. cover for certain things? You know, if you if you've got children, how are you going to manage school fees if you want to send them to private education? But also, how are you going to protect yes. whatever it is that you're building? And do you have a will in place? power of attorney, mm -hmm. all those things, which, you know, it's amazing how many blocks people have to actually yeah. putting those things in place. And unless you do the work, you know, go through those first six steps, um, it's difficult to kind of get to the point where you're actually now looking at securing whatever it is you're building now and, and in the future. I love that. What an excellent framework. And I love the, the blend between the kind of the, the mindset stuff, the deeper inner work that you need to do and the practical stuff as well yeah. as you, you navigate through. So, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So that's choices, a, a seven yes. letter acronym. Um, yeah. Just one question, actually. And just, and I think it kind of um, uh, adds well feeds on to what you've just described. So yeah. the question is what did you both do to break old cycles or blocks around money? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It was, I, I, I wish I'd had my framework then. Because <laughs> when, when I take... Of the earlier, yes. Yeah, I know. When I, when I take clients through it, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, this took me like five years to kind of work through. But um, it was, for me, it, it was the clarity piece. It was just getting clear on where do I want to be? What is the lifestyle that I really want for myself and my daughter and my family? And then where am I now? And, you know, what are the steps that I need to take to get there? You know, and, and once you know what you need to do, it's easy. It, it becomes yeah. easier to commit to, to doing that. If you really, really, if what you're saying is your goal is really your goal. And that's why looking at your values is important. Um, it's not easy um, because sometimes you'll find that you're on the journey on your own. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and some, and, you know, if we're talking about our community, there are a lot of people who find themselves on, on their own on this journey, um, yes. but someone has to break through, right. And break out and break the cycle for others to follow. So, yes. you know, and, and I, and another thing is just finding a, a, a community and other people who are on the same journey with me, that, that was really helpful, you know, and, and once I was able to find people who kind of understood what I was trying to do and had been on the same journey and were able to talk honestly, not about their successes, but also their failures. And I think that was the important thing because my story is about, you know, being in debt 
moving from a different country to the UK, not understanding mm -hmm. the system, going into debt because I was giving money to, to mm -hmm. people, supporting people, so I couldn't support myself. And getting to a point where I was like, you know, I've literally destroyed my life. You know, it's going to, it's, everything's going to go downhill to me just saying, this is not what I want. This is not yeah. how I want to yeah. feel. I, this, I do not want to be stressed or thinking that I'm walking down the street and people are seeing that, you know, I'm owing money, you know, written, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. she owes money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it was that way I was like, no. And it was actually a conversation with someone um, mm -hmm. that got me into you know, feeling more comfortable about, you know, yes, I can do this. There are ways out of, out of this situation. So if I was to sum it up, I'd say understanding what you want, being honest with yourself, committing to the plan, and also um, talking to people who've been there, who've been where you are now and have overcome. Brilliant, brilliant. And I definitely concur with that, Sitsi, in terms of, well, we have the same core values, you know, me, myself, I'm also a giver as well. Mm, um, mm. Part of my future mission is to set up a foundation where I can give back and seed fund the yeah. dreams of uh, young people so the next yeah. generation start their own businesses but um growing up I have to say um I used to spend money uh, you know I, I was lived quite a frivolous lifestyle uh, spending money when I was younger uh, credit yeah. cards and you know swiping here and there I didn't value money or or kind of you know, in terms of having that attachment to money, it didn't, it didn't really mean anything to me, you know, mm. because I always felt that, you know, my mum and dad were there, I can ask them for money if ever I got low. Um, so, you know, just growing up, just like you said, it's really kind of taking stock as to, is this the life I want to be living where yeah. I'm always low, I've racked up a lot of debt, and I'm always yeah. going to the bank of mum and dad. Yeah. So it was a wake up call for me. And that's yeah. when I started to actively pay down my debt and you know until I became debt free um and then just more conscious when it comes to is this a lot anything that comes in you know opportunities that come my way etc is it aligning with my future goal my future mission um is this yeah. where I want to be redirecting my money so kind of keeping yeah. taking stock of that as well and now just having a more deeper sense of appreciation for money um, yeah as well as reframing all of those old beliefs that I was holding on to yeah. about money. Yeah. That, um, you know, money's hard to come by or you have to work really, really hard to make money. Uh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, I can, sometimes I find myself, I do slip back into that mindset mode of you have to work really, really hard to make money, but it's kind of catching yourself now and yeah. reframing that story, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah, you've made some really good points there, uh, Grace, because... One thing I should have actually said about, you know, how I managed to overcome mm -hmm. uh, my money, my money issues was really understanding my money story. What was it that mm -hmm. I was telling myself and why was I acting in, in, in that way? And a lot of it had to do with what I had gone through and experienced mm -hmm. in childhood. Yeah. And the main yes. thing for me was losing my parents. And I had mm -hmm. this story that, you know, so by the time I was 17, both my parents had passed away. Mm -hmm. And so I unknowingly had this story in my head about how anything good or stable is not meant for me. So yeah. if I had money, I would literally give it away. I remember I got um, a check from the, the tax authorities here mm -hmm. one year because I'd overpaid tax. Right. I gave the money away. 
I yeah. was like literally like, oh, here you go, here you like, and I was genuine. And people were like, oh, no. and I, I, I gave it away mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because every, every, and I was like, there was this cycle of every time I had money, why it, it would just go because yes. I had this thing in my head that anything that that will give me joy or happiness is it will will be either be taken away or it's just not meant for me and because yes. i had interpreted my parents passing as that and yes. actually that that wasn't re reality it was just my interpretation yes yeah and then it fed that's, into my money and my actions yeah yeah that's such a powerful share and i guess it takes for you to take that time out to kind of uproot all these beliefs, you know, that, that money yeah. story, as you were saying, where, where does it come from? You know, what's the mm. trigger event in yeah. your life? Yeah. It, it stems back to childhood for many yeah. of us or, yeah. you know, things somebody else has said that yeah. you, you kind of just, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. I was told yeah. I was a spendthrift. So I became more of a spendthrift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful share. So a few more questions. Okay. I'm really getting into this now. So, <laughs> How do you, and I guess we've touched upon it now, but how do you kind of look past your current situation, especially if you're, you know, riddled with debt, et cetera, to yeah. start to have a, a healthier relationship with money? Yeah, I love that question. Um, you know, if I'm honest, I would say don't look past it, but actually look into it. Mm. And and understand why you are in, in that. And it's not about beating yourself up, but it's actually kind of like taking a bird's eye view and looking at mm -hmm. the situation and saying, what first of all, what is the situation and, and why am I in this situation? And I'll use mm -hmm. my story again. Like when 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 I decided I, I had had enough, I can't, you know, I can't continue in this cycle anymore. Mm -hmm. The first thing I had, the first thing I did was grab my laptop and create a spreadsheet of everything I owed, who I owed it to, what the interest rates were. And when I really looked at it, I was like, it's not as bad as my mind was making it out to be. Yes, you yes, know, because yes, everything yes. was now together. And I actually do an exercise with my with my um, coaching clients where we put everything together on one page. So I could see mm -hmm. it all. And I was just like, why why did you do this because it's so simple you can then see you know again it's that clarity piece right you can now see all the moving parts and mm -hmm. over time you'll be able to see what you need to do where, where maybe you need to cut down so you can pay more to your debts etc so i think really looking into into your your current situation understanding it will then help you to get out and move past it because yes. sometimes we think we've moved past, but actually we're carrying it with us. We've we've just ignored it. We've bypassed it, right? We've walked past it, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. but we're still dragging it along with us. Um, yes. Whereas if you can actually like literally destroy it, and because those behaviors, if you don't really deal with them at the beginning, they will come back again. They'll, yes. It just needs one trigger event, or as you've said, somebody to say something. And you're back in that behavior, in that cycle. Exactly, exactly. And it really starts now with getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes, it's, oh, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're riddled with debt, it's uncomfortable to kind of look at those numbers. But like you said, you know, just seeing it in black and white, it will actually put things into perspective that it's not as bad as you thought, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it, it, you kind of see, okay, if I pay a bit here, a bit there, I can easily get this down over, you know, X amount of months or, you know, a year or so. 
and it starts with the more practical you get about it I guess the more easier you can kind of see yourself coming out of debt if yeah you're in yeah debt yeah as well and um, a lot of the time people think that they're the only one going through it yes, because yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. talking about it and you know I just wish that people were talking about these these situations with me because it wouldn't have taken me that long to kind of get out of it um yeah. But yeah, people keep it to themselves. They're suffering on their own. Yeah, Meanwhile, you know, yeah, there's there's millions of people in in that same in that same cycle. And I'm not saying it's a it's you know let's all come together and talk about our woes, but it's about let's let's support each other to get out of it. And at least if you know you're not alone, it makes mm -hmm. it easier. It it yes. kind of normalizes it in a way and doesn't exactly. make you feel like you're this weird person who has made a terrible mistake. And, you know, you're never going to be able to to mm. borrow money to get a mortgage or whatever, because that's how sometimes you feel. Right. When you're in debt, people are like, oh, your credit score is going to be shot. No mm. one wants to. Mm. And it's like everything. Your life is over when actually, no, it's not. It's just no, it's not, something yeah. that happens and, you know, you can get out of it. Yeah. And I think it's important, you know, like you said, being around other like-minded people so that you can collect evidence to see, you know, for me, for example, um, I've known coaches that have gone bankrupt, you know, they were bankrupt, yeah. you know, and I think that lasts for seven years. And now they're making multi-millions per month, not even per year. Yeah. Um, so it's just a case of confronting the situation, um, you know, not dismissing those um you know, reminders that those letters that come in the post, you know, I used to yeah. do that. I remember I used to kind of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's confronting it, embracing it and doing the uncomfortable now. So it gets yeah. comfortable later. Yeah. You said. So um, I would love for you to share as we wind down this fantastic conversation, the wealth conversation. <laughs> um, what are your biggest shares for any entrepreneurs that are now embarking upon the journey of kind of building up their wealth, retaining wealth? Mm. Yeah, I think number one would be to really um, understand how you benefit from your business. You know, a lot of us mm -hmm. go into business because um, especially the, the coaching world, because we want to help. Um, so a lot of us tend to be givers. So I'm not surprised you're a giver <laughs> and I'm a giver because, you know, we want to help genuinely help people. Um, but we never think about what you're going to make out of it, you know, so really thinking about, you know, being clear on how much money you've put into the business and how you'd be able to take that money out because the business must operate on its own. It shouldn't be you pumping money into the business. And I'm very guilty of that, which is why, having my accountant is so great because she can be like, you have put X amount into this business. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to, you need to, you need a plan to take it on, you know? So that's, that's a practical thing. I'm telling myself this as I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is very practical. I, I, I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, think about um, giving to yourself as well. Mm -hmm. that that's, that's a money thing. And I guess the, the other thing I would say is, you know, delegate, we can't do everything and I learned that the hard way I was fighting with Instagram and Facebook and stuff for <laughs> that good old fight yes we've all been there. you know the good old fight and trying to do things and you know and it's like if you're doing everything you're not going to be able to do anything because you know or at least you won't be able to do anything you know everything to a high standard so yes, focus yes. on your strengths 
and try and get um, the other things delegated out. And your your you should your main focus should be bringing in the money, the money generating activities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And um, on that note, actually, I've got a mantra for for your last point, which is. Oh. Do what you do best and outsource the rest. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. So, Sitsi, tell us, what are you working on now? You know, what, what's coming up in your world? Yeah, so I am currently working on launching a four-week group coaching program, which is targeted at female entrepreneurs. Um, and we'll be going through uh, my, you know, my blueprint Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a four-week intensive. I'm hoping to launch it end of March, but don't hold me to it. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> busy woman, busy woman. Yes, yeah. So, um, and I'm really excited about that because I have been doing one-to-one coaching, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. myself, I go on onto a lot of coaching programs. They're always group coaching programs, yeah. and the value of group coaching is just it's, you know, you can't even put a price to it because Mm -hmm. not only are you learning from the coach, but you're learning from each other and you've got that accountability and you're walking the journey with people who are at the same place as you are. um, And you create a community, which is, which are all things that I wish I had had Mm -hmm. when I was at the beginning of this kind of wealth journey for myself. And I'm still on the journey, you know, I haven't even reached my goals yet, but being able to go on the journey with with people like-minded people is 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 amazing. Nice. Um, so so yes, I'm building that you know, and I I really want it to be an excellent thing where people can um, you know really leave there with with so much knowledge and a really mm-hmm. solid foundation. So it's all practical. I I'm not a theory theory person. I want to be doing the thing. So yes. by the yes. time the four weeks is over. There'll be a, definitely a solid foundation and you'll understand, you know, you're going to have be clear on where you want to go. You're going to understand, you know, the habits and limiting mm-hmm. beliefs that you have mm-hmm. that are impacting you personally and in your business. And that the reason why I want to work with female entrepreneurs is a lot of the stuff we do with our personal money, we actually do with our business money as mm-hmm. well. Yes, but we yes, don't yes. realize it. So if you can't, if you don't resolve how you're dealing with your personal money, your business is going to suffer at some point. Yeah, it's true. The two can become entangled with each other. Yes. So the case yeah. of yeah, entangling it, which also extends to identity work. You know, we sometimes we become our business, you know, our business yeah. is us. It's kind of detangling that. So yeah. I love yeah. that. And so we will drop all the details in the show notes so people can Thank go you. check that out as well. Um, and any other um, maybe freebies that you want to, to share yeah no sure definitely I mean for the program there's there's a wait list so um yeah I'll give you the link for the wait list and uh yeah people can join you know join the wait list and then they'll get information on when we're launching excellent I love that and uh if you want to obviously check out all the links and if you want to follow Sitsi as well she's on Instagram she's on Facebook um and all the details are in the show notes as well so Sitsi this has been a fantastic conversation (laughs) You know, I've learned a lot from this, as always, from you. You know, there's so much information and wisdom, um, you know, that you always relay and convey to myself and our audiences. I just want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Grace. It's been a pleasure and an honour. Definitely. All right. We will leave this episode here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
Connect with me at The Wealth Conversation on Facebook and Instagram so we can continue the discussion. Also, if you enjoy tuning into this podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next week, stay focused on becoming the designer of your financial future.